Hey guys, this is our first remote recording, and it could have been a disaster if it wasn't for our friend Casey. So if you want your podcast to sound as good as it possibly can, go to CaseyKittle.com. There's a little ad at the end of this podcast with more details. Give a listen. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of The Science Patrol. Join us as we discuss the adventures of A.G. Subarai's Warriors of Light and their unending fight against the forces of darkness and relentless monster armies. And now, the hosts of The Science Patrol, Rich Conroy and Pat Rooney. Hello and welcome to The Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. I'm your host, Rich Conroy. With me, as always, the lovely and talented Mr. Patrick. Hey, everybody. How are you? Hey, we got a special episode, and in case you are like uh, none of our fans who download and without looking at titles, uh, you would know we have a special guest on this episode. We have our inaugural guest. Um, he is CEO of Starlight Runner Entertainment and is going to be responsible for uh, helping Subaraya bring Ultraman back into its rightful place in the world, Mr. Jeff Gomez. Hey! There we go. Beautiful. Oh my gosh, guys, I'm so glad to be here. Um, uh, however, uh, if we're going by the the Marvel Comics way of first appearances, that's right. <laughs> I first appeared last episode when you mentioned me in the. Yes, uh, it was like uh, the Stanley box at the bottom of the asterisk. <laughs> yeah, because of the press release about uh, that's right. Uh, yes. uh, the work Starlight Runner is doing with Ultraman. That's yeah. right. So this is my my second appearance, yep. but but the, the first the first, in continuity. first yes. in continuity, <laughs> full facial that's uh, right. appearance. That's right. Yes. <laughs> and everybody else gets to hear what you sound like on our podcast. That's there right. you Listen go. The and and it will be entirely different from all those official. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we don't. That's right. We're recording this on phones right now. <laughs> we're recording this on clearly. Yes. Right. But <laughs> and, um, we're adaptable. Um, we're going to do the dirt. We're we're going to talk right. real. That's go right. For it. Um, now, the, a lot of people don't know Starlight Runner because you are uh, like you're saying. Uh, kind of a best kept secret, and uh, what they don't realize what transmedia is or how it pertains to the multitude of properties, properties, and the large pedigree that you guys have. Because it's not like, oh yeah, we started this company, and we're going to do Ultraman. <laughs> you know, like no, you've got you've got to tell some people about some things they they might, might have, have heard, heard of, of, Jeff. Sure, sure. Well, uh, again, guys, first of all, uh, I'm a, a fan of the podcast. I've been Thank listening. You. I love your chemistry. Thanks. I love the authenticity with which you approach uh, um, our favorite hero, um, and that's why I'm doing this. I, I, I came out of uh, out of complete adoration. Oh, we appreciate um, it completely. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> Well, that to too is obvious. No, no, no. no. Um, uh, uh, he's sassy as well. <laughs> Good. It's just what we're looking for. No, guys, I I, um, uh, I formed uh, a Starlight Runner Entertainment because um, uh, somehow I figured out how to make money out of being a, a nerd, a total nerd. <laughs> um, uh, the That's um, beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Tear to my eye. Um, uh, Starlight Runner Entertainment is a, a production company. We're based in New York City, and we um, we specialize in helping um, uh, big movie studios, video game companies, publishers to to take their stories, to take their story worlds, and extend them across different media. 
um, uh, this so-called transmedia storytelling. Um, so uh, we have worked on uh, some amazing uh, story worlds. These include uh, Pirates of the Caribbean right. for Disney. I've heard of that? Uh, yeah, <laughs> this is um, sort of a big deal. Isn't it? <laughs> now, I'm going to ask uh, you Transformers, uh, 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 Avatar. You, you name a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, Spider-Man, Men in Black, um, uh, uh, you know. Line. Dexter! Uh, uh, Tron! Dexter, I Tron. Mean, come on! <laughs> <laughs> Were you involved in that new tr- new-ish Tron movie? Tron Legacy, yes. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, we, um, uh, you know, it it, uh, it didn't it didn't quite get there, um, uh, but man, the transmedia was awesome. The Tron animated like series. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, it's okay. Let me, if you've um, listened to enough of our podcast, that's happened numerous times. <laughs> uh, so, what were we talking about? The um, uh, the well, we were talking about Tron. Yes, the animated series. The yeah. animated series was pretty damn good. I haven't and, seen it at all. And, um, and that series was based on the backstory, the the history of the the saga, uh, the time in between the original Tron movie and the new Tron oh, movie. Nice. Okay, um, uh, and it serves as kind of glue um, that ties the two movies together, okay. and it's pretty awesome. Um, uh, so not everyone is a big smash hit, but right. um, but the the respect that we give to the story world, I, I think, really counts. Yeah, even Pixar doesn't have. A hundred percent track record. No, Cars three. But he said that. Well, it's a, look. Even your not great Pixar movie is still better than eighty percent of your other animated films. That's correct. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. look at uh, the comedy film nerds were discussing um, Captain Marvel on their latest episode. They're mm-hmm. not so hot on. It. Right, but they're like, look, it's still a solid B Marvel movie, which is light years ahead of most other things. Oh, well, absolutely! And Are you kidding? Like, yeah, yeah. they're like, well, it wasn't, it wasn't Avengers: Infinity War. It was still really good, but right. <laughs> you know, it didn't ask to be Avengers. If that's right, exactly. Work. That's right. Um, and and for God's sakes, people, it scrolls. Can't. Yeah, <laughs> then, come on, exactly. And the setup for that is going to be insane. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Apropos of nothing, <laughs> four weeks till Infinity War, thereabouts, right? Yes. Oh yeah. The Marvel merger or the Disney acquisition of Fox happened two days ago. Yes, that's right. What are our odds? For some sort of absolutely insane end credit sequence with either the Fantastic Four or a mutant. Because <laughs> they did that shawarma scene like a week before uh, Avengers opened or something like that. Uh, that's correct. Yeah. That's correct. So um, that, there could be some shenanigans. I wouldn't be surprised if there are shenanigans. Mm-hmm. If they could make a better Fantastic Four movie than any of the three that have been out. Four. I There's a film. Roger Corman fantastic. Oh, oh boy, you're one. counting the obscurity. <laughs> well, why not? It's on YouTube. You can watch it if you like. Um, is it any good? 
at all? It's a Roger Corman film. Pat, are you familiar with it? I forgot. There's a certain charm. Yes, um, exactly. <laughs> that's, I, that's exactly how I put it. Um, uh, the beauty of, of where uh, Kevin Feige and, and the Marvel Cinematic Universe are to this day is that they could add the, the slightest image, um, yeah. the slightest hint yeah. that mutants exist right. or, or the Fantastic Four exists uh, at the very end of, uh, you know, end game. Right. right. And we'd be more than satisfied. And we'd be able to pick it apart and, and, and go, go crazy. There. You, could you have, don't have to have Wolverine show up. No. You, you could put four astronauts getting into a space, like a rocket. And that would be enough. <laughs> and a lot of fantastic And you'd be like, oh, what's this going on? And be like, all right, Captain Richards, why are you, you're ready for lunch. And people like, oh, my God! Ah! You know, people would lose their minds. I mean, you, you got to think, for the Marvel, Captain Marvel, all they showed was a beeper with, with a symbol on symbol. it. Yeah. And people went crazy yeah, for weeks mean. on that. That's it. That's all you have That's to all have. all it took. There, Kevin Feige is a genius when it comes to this stuff. Yeah, like, 100%. Yeah. Um, he's like us. Yeah. <laughs> that's what, that's another great. reason I bring him up is because you guys are, um, I, I would encourage any person who is concerned about the future of international Ultraman, who has not heard of Jeff, who has, who would question maybe his nerd credentials, um, go to their website, look around and go, oh, Oh, these guys are serious. I give good Google. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, you you uh, you want to talk about a guy with pedigree? You were responsible for bringing the Turok games to to consoles. That's correct. And yeah. Turok was not what we would call a super hot property at that time. No. Um, well, I mean. The, uh, the the comic had been doing well. The new okay. version of okay. the comic, because there, there was a comic, comic at one time, right? Uh, yeah, it was um, uh, uh, not Charlton. It was a, a different company, but um, but it did it did that was you know from the sixties uh, early seventies. Yeah. Um, it only ran for several issues a year or so. I only had it because my dad brought me home a stack of comics from a garage sale. Right back Tur when that happened, Turok, Son of Stone. Right, it was yeah, called. and I had a yes. bunch of. Oh, was it Dell? Uh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. There you go. There you go. And um, uh, and then uh, and then Valiant Comics picked up Turok, and um, uh, it was well known because issue one sold like a hundred, uh, like like a million copies or two wow. million copies. Wow. It was okay. big. Yeah. Uh, it settled down after that. <laughs> they do that. But then uh, the Turok Dinosaur Hunter game, uh, which I was at the the comic company at the time. And uh, and I loved gaming. I had mm -hmm. designed some tabletop games. Oh wow! Okay, games. Uh, I was a Dungeons and Dragons kind of guy. Yep, yep. And um, uh, and, and I understood game theory and, and some video okay. game development. And I was the one who suggested Turok be the first big acclaim entertainment valiant superhero uh, game. Right. Uh, and Nintendo sixty four was brand new. Yep. Yeah. I yep. studied the specs to the uh, um, uh, the platform, the console. And des uh, created a, a concept document for, oh, for wow. Turok, and I was shocked when they said, "Okay, let's go. There you we're go. going to do it." What now? It shipped ninety million dollars. Its first week. Oh, oh, oh wow! Um, 90, that was more than most movies yeah. were, were making. Yeah, and right. That was the early nineties, yeah. mid nineties. Um, so it was fantastic. My career took off. 
Yeah, Great. I saw that and I was like, oh, I love those games. <laughs> like, oh, thank you. Yeah, they're, I mean, friggin' GoldenEye gave us <laughs> stiff competition. Oh, well, you know, that's, uh, you know, because that's. Because it was Bond and it was. Well, yeah, and it, that's a great game, too. It was a great game. I don't but I have to. Turok. I mean, you still see people go like, "Yeah, this is a great game." Like, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, em- like, now everybody emulates the N64. They're like, well, the Nintendo Switch just put out Turok. Um, Nothing uh, wrong with that. The original Turok, they gussied up the the graphics right, right, right. a little bit. Okay, um, uh, it still drives you crazy when you try to make the jumps. <laughs> you can fix that. Come on, oh, guys. <laughs> but uh, but it's awesome. Thank you for remembering. Turok. Yeah, no, I I, I I did a little research. I, you know, <laughs> I uh, you know when uh, let's let's uh, skip on up to Ultraman a little bit. Sure. Now you discovered that while you were in Puerto Rico with your dad. That was the the very first time. So so um, uh, this was in the the uh, very early seventies. And, um, uh, and, you know, I wasn't much for tropical islands. <laughs> okay. Um, I was alone. They, they, I didn't speak Spanish right. and, and so forth. Uh, but a big Godzilla file. Um, and I was reading uh, a Famous Monsters of Filmland, if okay, anybody yeah. remembers that sure. uh, uh, magazine. Um, and um, uh, and then you'd, you'd, you'd watch the, they call them muñequitos, uh, okay. the, the cartoon shows, right, and, yeah, yeah. after school shows right. sure, sure. Um, uh, in uh, Puerto Rico. And then suddenly there was this swirly paint right? <laughs> oh, um, yeah, with, this, uh, with this music. The music was what alerted me first. Because the music um, uh, was similar to the Toho. Oh yeah, uh, uh, music yeah. things a little. Yeah, the, 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 the you know the big orchestral I, thrum. I don't know when the ultra shows stopped having like like a superheroes come and kick some butt. There's gonna be monsters and broken buildings. You know, like I don't know when that stopped, but I miss it. I, I do I'll, miss I can, it. I can actually kind of put my finger on it, which is an interesting thing to to talk about. Um, uh, we noticed uh, during so so in, in acquiring Ultraman uh, right. and and being able to work with Subaraya, we are now exposed to the entire spectrum, the fifty right. years oh, of, which is of Ultraman, insane. which is um, amazing. Um, at, at a certain point. Um, maybe twenty or so years ago, mm-hmm. that 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 element began to fade, and this included the space patrols, the the yeah. the, the the militaristic force yeah. that helped Ultraman, right, right, um, uh, began to fade in favor of a a, a more normalized cast, right. They were in okay. high school, or they were in, you know, had normal or jobs or right. whatever. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, and um, and we asked about that, and they said, well, you know, the, there is a, a drifting away from uh, a, a a kind of uh, hyper attention to the military in, okay. Japan. in Japan. I can understand that. Um, sure. Uh, so. Um, uh, things like uniforms and, uh, uh, you know, th- there's more of a, a, a trend toward individuality, toward okay. uh, peace, right. uh, in yeah, quotes, yeah, of course. And, and so forth. And so that music and the yeah. the, the space patrols the, yeah. right, right. Um, have, have been slowly phased out. Does, does that sound yeah, like that it sounds makes sense? Right, yeah, it does make sense. Which I guess why uh, Zia was sort of a return to form. There you go. With yeah. X. Yes, 
Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I love those uniforms. I do too. Yeah, they were <laughs> and the, the 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 laser rifles and the cars and 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 you know, the mecha. Yeah. Was uh, was awesome. Um, that's another reason I think X is such that. a great. Where I tell people that's a nice starting point if they've never seen any of it. Because uh, um, it's, it's modern enough um, exactly. uh, to, to have cool effects. Right. But it's hearkening back to those classic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'll tell people if you like old Godzilla movies, go watch the 60s show. Go watch the very first yes. Ultraman, and you'll like it. Uh, if, it blew my mind. Oh, I yeah. I, I couldn't believe it because. I, I thought, can this be? Is this a movie I missed? No, it's yeah. half an hour long or, or the, whatever. The guns, the uh, yeah, the, the monster, and, and the quality of effects of those early, those classic Showa. Uh, and then uh, you Ultraman. find out why. Yeah. And oh, that's right. And then you Subaraya. find out why. Subaraya Subaraya himself. And you go, oh, yeah. Uh, and um, and that it it came week after week with yeah. a new monster mm-hmm. and a new battle to be yeah. had and and so forth. Um, and also the fact, you keep in mind, everything's in Spanish, but, <laughs> but the dude didn't talk. Right, so it's like, his accent, he grunts. You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He grunts, he grunts. Watch. Yeah, you watch. Um, it's universal. That was good enough for me. Yep. I was there. Uh, absolutely uh, riveted and, and adoring of this uh, a character. There was also, you know, a, a fundamental goodness yeah. uh, yes. to these yes, heroes. Absolutely. Right. There was a, a purity. They were heroes. Um, they were like, they were the good. They were the white hat guys. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he's not going to hang around and chit chat. No, he's got places. When the job's done. He's <laughs> yeah, got places to go. go. Yeah. And you wondered where those places were. Well, yeah. it, you know. it also went to the three minutes that he had theoretically yeah. on Earth that he's not going to be able to stay around yeah. as this forty foot guy because yeah, he's right. got to go back to human form. Yeah, the that's three right. the three to eleven minutes. Yeah, well, well, eleven three minutes, minutes in, in television. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We watched one, and I don't remember what episode it is, but. Pat's like, this has been at least six minutes. <laughs> I'm like, it's a little flexible. It's, you know. It's television it's time. Oh, it's called decompression. Yeah. Right. It's decompression. Yeah. You know, like, with a, you've got two minutes to defuse this bomb. There's 40 minutes left of this movie. It's going to be a long process. Long two minutes. Yeah, it's going to be a long two minutes. But, yeah, we've seen that before. I mean, um, you know, when I heard that story, I was like, yeah, that's remarkably. I was a Godzilla kid. Watched Every like four thirty movie, the Monster Week was the greatest week in the world. Uh, we, my parents had the Channel Seven News on. They're like, next week Monster Week. I'm like, clear the schedule. <laughs> it's Monster Week. <laughs> I'm not going anything. I'm coming home after school and I'm watching Godzilla. It was, it was uh, precious. Sometimes they, it would be on the Late Show, and that was a big problem because you know we're yeah, seven years old. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, you had to figure out how the hell you're going to watch this picture at yeah. 11.30 at night. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, I've seen the first 20 minutes of that. A lot. Uh, you know? a lot. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even see, I haven't seen a monster yet. It's just Japanese people talking. <laughs> I mean, as a child, I naturally assumed that Japan was riddled with sinkholes. <laughs> just because of all the underground giant monster activity as evidenced on television. But, I mean, but they seem so resilient. They yeah, really they built the stuff right back. That's up. right. I also assumed at the time, woefully incorrectly, China was still feudal. Because that's <laughs> all we saw was, was, was kung fu theater yep. and guys with ponytails and swords. And, you know, I assumed, wow, that's crazy that, like, Chopsaki. <laughs> like, why would, you know, because when you're seven or eight, every movie's kind of real, even though you know it's not. Like, you've seen right. Star Wars at this point, and you know that that's not real. 
Sort of, to an extent, <laughs> you know. Like, but you, I remember the first dude who said, "You know, there's a dude wearing a suit in that movie," and I was like, ah, ah. "You're like, that's a monster! <laughs> Come on, look at him! He's a zipper! No, yeah. no, no! <laughs> He's bigger than that building. You know, people that tall? No, you don't." <laughs> And they're like, all right, well, Jeff's, Jeff's special. It's fine. He'll be all right. He'll figure it out. Yeah. And, then, you know, as I grew up, I lost a little bit of it because you couldn't get it. There was no Ultraman. You remembered it. And, That's true. And I remember in college I mentioned it to my friend Dan, who had gone to a comic convention or was going to a comic convention, and he came back with a Bandai boxed Ultraman figure. Right. And he was like, here, I got you something at the convention. I was like, whoa, duh. And it all just, I was like, I need to find it. Yeah, 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 I needed to find it. I needed to have it. Now, um, uh, a lot of the uh, uh, people our age that I spoke with um, seem to remember Ultra 7 as a a very primary uh, series. We never got it. Really? Never got it. I see, okay. TBS dubbed it, Mm. but it was... Either they didn't show it when I was aware of it, but I mean, we got, like I was saying, we got Ultraman, Johnny Sacco, that was was it. it. I mean, we got stuff like, out of Philadelphia, there was a cable channel we got, um, either 17 or 29, I can't remember. If anyone can help me remember (laughs) whether it was channel 17 or 29 that showed this stuff, it would close a giant hole in my memory. It would be awesome. Um, But they showed like... uh, Battle of the Planets, Marine Boy, Speed Racer, right. um, Star Blazers, like just the stuff that shaped me and yes. my love of Japanese entertainment at the time. Um, by the way, don't go back and watch Marine Boy. Uh, why not? It does not hold up. Really? No. Uh, I watched I, I, it. I, I was, had that DVD in my house. <laughs> I was bootleg DVD. I was crushed because somebody fascinating. Somebody's been. Um, you know, remastering it, uh-huh. and they posted a couple episodes to YouTube. I'm like, finally! And I'm watching it, and I'm like, no. <laughs> I watch it. No. This is, I mean, I get it from a kid perspective. He's got gum that... Oxygen per, oxy gum. Oxy gum, right. And then he chews that, and he can breathe underwater, okay. right? He's got propellers in his shoes. So that gets, He's got an electric really boomerang. Fast. Which okay. is the talks most to awesome dolphins. thing ever. Yeah. He talks to dolphins. Yeah. He, what he hangs out with a mermaid girl all the time. Yeah. What's okay. He's got a pretty sweet life, let's be honest. <laughs> and, and those submarines and, and yeah. so forth. So how come it didn't hold it up? Just, it's, it's very simplistic. Oh. You, you remember, in the memory cheats, you remember it being this grand adventure, and you're just like, this is not spectacularly well animated. <laughs> like, you, because the Speed Racer stuff was pretty epic. And that and, holds and up. Serious. Oh, it does. That, I think Speed Racer Marine holds up. Um, but you have to you have to understand you're watching the 60s cartoon. Okay. That is <laughs> amazingly violent. <laughs> like, every episode has a multi-car high-speed crash. You're like, those guys are all people dead. Dying They're left all right. dead. Do you remember? Johnny Sokka I've never watched people. any of them. Oh, I didn't really? watch any of the Speed Racers growing up. Any uh-huh. of the I like I said, I'd never seen Ultraman before we started this podcast. The day we started it is the day I saw my first minute of Ultraman. You are a corrupting force. I am. I, I'm, I'm, do I'm, del- I'm delighted by it too. <laughs> I keep trying. I get. I'm trying to talk to people at work, and 
I had one guy started watching Ultraman X. He's like, "This is a good show." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm not an idiot. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be like, yeah, watch this. It's crap. You know, like, I'm, you know, I promote that. I like it. It's good stuff. You know." So, so I'm in Hawaii in '75. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Ultra Seven is airing, right? Uh-huh. Um, and um, and somebody told told me I could get toys of these these characters, which was mind blowing. Mind blowing, I'm sure. The, you know, this is not possible. Uh, right on, on the, the 48 Coast. continental no. No, it is states. Not. So, Bumbundo Bookstore um, in the Ala Moana Shopping Center. Nice. Okay. I have to take a bus. Um, ten. So of course, this is, I would have taken a, a bus. Time. Time. It's hazardous, hazardous uh, uh, travel. Um, but I get to the mall. And uh, and I'm looking for the toys, and there's this oblong uh, a box that has uh, uh, Ultraman, Ultra Seven, uh, Jack, Ace, oh my God. Taro, and Leo in in a row. Because oh it's '75, so so the most recent guy most is Leo. Oh. And um, and and I'm looking at this going. Who the hell's these other guys? Right. There's more? <laughs> There's more? Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the first and, time I, th- I it's, saw that. It's, it's hard because I'm shy. So there's other people milling about, and I'm dying to ask someone, what's with this? Yeah. You know, yeah. Who are, who are, these, are guys? these guys? Yeah. Exactly. But I, I can't bring myself. Right. Uh, so you're like, all right, I'll just so buy it and to, figure it out. I have to somehow <laughs> puzzle it through myself. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, it was you know uh, astounding that there could be Godzilla dolls and and um, a King Ghidra, which you know you guys saw in my room yeah. here. Yeah. I mean, I I uh, bought I bought as a kid they put out Godzilla's gang, which was a Godzilla figure from Popey, and then a bunch of Popey. You were talking about right. that on a previous podcast. Right. Am I not a fan? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, and and I I, had, I started looking it up because I'm like, what's with that? Yeah, they're awesome. <laughs> I want that. I would like them again, but uh, I know my kid's going to be like, I'm like, oh, come on, bring them over. Let's go. You cannot distract me with anything else. Um, and I was fascinated by that. I could never find the Godzilla. I had to wait till I was an adult and pay mm-hmm. an exorbitant amount of money for it. Um, I have a, and I still have a rubber bendy Godzilla. I don't remember who even put I, that I, I have him, too. Yeah, but that's mine from when I was a kid. I still have that. Um, and I had the Shogun Godzilla and Rodan. Bought the Rodan at a garage sale for a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> Lucky you. Yeah, yeah. So take that, you guys. For everybody Everybody who just spent $400 on one, neener, neener. Um, exactly. But, yeah, there was nothing. There was not. When I saw Godzilla versus the Smog Monster, and that kid was playing with those big, those mm, big Bullmark figures. Those yeah. were awesome. Those You're were like, awesome. did they I make think? those for the movie? <laughs> because in your, you didn't see them at KB That's or right. Toys R Us or anything like that, so they didn't exist. There was no Godzilla toys, as far as you knew. Hmm? Nope. I didn't know an Ultraman I, toy existed. I had to improvise. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> With I, a knockoff. Yeah, yeah. I was so handed your other toys. That's yeah. right. I was handed an Ultraman toy mm. at. 18 in college. Wow, that's late. And I was like, <laughs> sweet, merciful crap. There's stuff. Mm-hmm. I didn't know any. I didn't know at that point that there was Ultra 7. Hmm. I didn't know there was Ultra Q. I knew 39 episodes. That's it. Wow. Nothing else. There you go. And then I was like, well, this is going to be the rest of my life. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then now, what? Towards the future came on, and then Tika, and that's yeah. all we got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, 
there was a point in time in the United States where um, uh, creating um, a, a shows for television that were either based on toys or was were kind of designed to generate toys yes. was considered bad was, was considered right. not a, a good for children right. and and they even kind of banned that uh, kind right. of thing that so came you, the 80s <laughs> even uh, even with he-man and, and gi joe you you the law was that you couldn't uh uh show commercials for the toys right. of that show on that half hour which right. is ironic because in ultraman in japan that's your sponsor. That's your sponsor. Yeah. That's your sponsor. <laughs> Absolutely, Bandai. So, um, uh, the I, I actually kind of feel a little bit counter uh, to that. I think it's important for um, uh, toys to be a part of mm-hmm. the universe, the I cosmology of the show that you're enjoying if you're a kid, um, because it's your job then to extend the story world the the, okay. the narrative into your home into your uh, backyard into into, into your, your play. toy, toy right. play exactly and that's what i did with these uh, uh, uh toys i i got to the toys because of hawaii yeah. when i was uh, uh, 9 10 11 years old and um and a universe was formed where right. Godzilla got to meet the Ultraman monsters mm-hmm. and fight mm-hmm. with some yeah. and ally with others and um, and it it, um, it allowed for me to think about the drama and and the narratives that could be unfolded that answered questions that were raised in the show yeah. and, and things like that. It really, I think, uh, toy play helped me to be able to do the job that I do now because now I can look at a screenplay or or look at um, uh, um, a series of films that haven't gotten too much uh, transmedia traction and help them imagine where those stories can go. And how that universe and was built. And how that built universe was built and, from and how it extends and, and so yeah. forth. And with Ultraman, it's like, hey, we're going to reboot it again. Hey, we're going to reboot it. Almost every show has... It's a little better now, but like the first like six, like Ultra Seven was not supposed to be in continuity with the first one, right. and then it got retconned. I think in, I want to say Ace, no, uh, Leo, because that's Dan Marboshi. Yep. Yep. So th- they were like, "Oh no, that's the same universe. It's fine." And then you go, "Okay, all right, so that's fine. I appreciate that. Yeah. That's not a problem." Um, but then you gotta like I I like the fact that what they've done now is they say oh Ultraman Zero has like these gauntlets or not gauntlets shoulders. he has the uh, no 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 he's got that that the great the football gear like the shoulder pad thing yeah. he's got with the with all the jigaws and whatnot on it and that allows him to travel between dimensions so that solves the problem of well how does this guy exist over here and it's like it's fine we can breach him we when have we need to yeah. we have. We have a guy. Yeah, we, we have, have a guy. guy. Exactly. Like you we, see, have, we have the device. It's my job to determine exactly what how that process works, right. is like, how it works, um, what um, uh, the um, uh, the the home world of the ultra beings, uh, how that fits into mm-hmm. all of this, and um, uh, and and um, and how to allow for that. 
to be able to spin off even more um, uh, universes. Mm -hmm, Because mm -hmm. if there's a comic, um, and the comic doesn't necessarily want to be locked into the reality of any one of these series, well, in, in this cosmology, you're, you can do that. Mm-hmm. I got you. Um, uh, so, yeah, yeah, that's fun. Multiverse is an important thing because you can go like, oh, what if there is a... Like that new uh, Darkness Heals thing. Yes. Like a suicide squad of, of questionable characters who are forced to do something like, well, I guess we're going to have to save the universe if we're going to conquer it later, you know. <laughs> so let me ask you guys about that because that's, that that darkness heals thing is really fascinating. It was one of the last things that we found out about right. when we were kind of downloading the initial tidal wave of, of Ultraman lore. Um, uh, there's a touch of controversy uh, in Japan because. Um, uh, bad Ultraman right. characters right. are not looked upon favorably by certain uh, fan factions. Sure. Okay. Um, and here you have this this kind of suicide squad of right. of, uh, of of bad guys or or, or gray grayish. Uh, uh, grayish characters who are um, uh, being uh, uh, assembled by Tsuburaya and and uh, uh, able to take off. What's your thought about um, uh, dark Ultraman characters? Well, I mean, mine would be that they already have Belial, who is a bad Ultraman. So you have a thought that there can be the most evil of Ultraman. So somewhere... Before Belial, someone had to move a step in, and another step in, and another foot in, and another yard in, and until you get to the end result of being Belial. So they want to say he's this bad or that bad. Okay, fine. You're going to have to buy it because you bought Belial a long time ago. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I think I like the concept of it. Like, maybe there's a mission that the people from like the regular Ultras are like, this is something we... Uh, we wouldn't interfere in, or something mm. like that. They maybe they take the prime directive approach to it. They're like, "Oh yeah, no, we're just going to observe that and see what happens." And even these uh, creatures, most foul, that um, they even though they are like, you know, okay, look, I've attempted to blow the universe up what six times now, Larry? Yeah, six times, and uh, but I'm going to destroy it on my terms. Uh-huh. Nobody's going to come into my universe. <laughs> And break my stuff because it's mine, right? You know, right. and that's no well, villain thinks they're the villain. It's true, uh, and and I understand that. Um, there's a, I think there's a similar controversy uh, with regard to um, uh, Sector Thirty One in the Star Trek universe. Okay, uh, I don't know if you're following the newest uh, I am. Star Trek Discovery. The, yeah, I saw but the, there's. Um, I haven't seen the new series. Oh, not the new series, but you know of Sector 31 yes. the, uh, from Deep Space Nine. Right. Um, that there's there are these guys who obviously are a part of the Federation. They work for the Federation proper, and yet they have to do kind of slimy, underhanded things to preserve the, the freedoms, whole the whole thing. They're doing um, the wet work. Yeah. They're doing the wet work. Right. And, and there was a faction of fans that are like, no, that, that taints the purity of the Federation. See, I don't think it does. Because you, you have to have, no matter how good you are, mm-hmm. you have to have that guy that you can call and say, Jeff, Bob, we need this taken care of. I don't want to know how it's done. <laughs> as long as it's done, this is what you're going to make. Uh-huh. And Jeff and Bob think, okay, 
Let's go do it. So you don't think that undermines the fundamental ethos of the Federation, or in this case, Ultraman, to have these uh, darker characters no, I really don't, uh, doing the job? No. There is, there is a series of books that I used to read when I was younger. Um, Mac Boland. Of course, I remember the Mac Boland. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mac Boland and his arm's length re- uh, re- relationship with our government. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the guy you call when they're like, listen, we've got a whole boatload of terrorists. They've got um, an entire uh, school's worth of children trapped in Thailand, and they're going to kill them all. With, and we can't send in the army officially. And they send, like, you know, Mac Boland in mm-hmm. with, uh, you know, uh, Beretta and and his wits, and he has to go about doing what he needs, doing I, what needs to get done. I Don't tell us how it's done. At the time, that was pretty cool. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, looking back on them, they're a tad jingoistic, um, <laughs> just a smidge. Um, Marka. Yeah, it's a lot of rah rah. We're the best, and then you go. Some of them are. Some of them hold up. The original twenty nine books with the war against the mafia. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that is good sixties pulp reading, guys. If mm-hmm. you want to read some good stuff, um, but some of the whole like uh, oh you know like how Rambo helps the Taliban. You know, <laughs> you're just like oops, these things didn't age real good. <laughs> yeah, some of them are not. They do not age well at all. They right. do not. But. Which the, we the, the darkness we heals doesn't have to worry about as much. <laughs> no, no, exactly. And it's, how dark is it going to be? Again, this is a family show targeted right. towards children. Yeah. Actually, uh, Darkness Heals, interestingly, as I understand it, yeah. is, is is aimed to skew a slightly bit older. Good. Um, uh, they, I, think, um, I think we need they, some. They want to hit that tween uh, market as opposed good. to... Good. Right, the, and that's uh, good because the I mean, in the tween universe, you've had these Twilight shows. Yes. Which the vampires admit that they are vampires, admit that they kill, but are good <laughs> killing vampires. And you sit there going, they're sparkly. They're sparkly when it's. Okay, listen, I'm not going to go in the whole. Don't, don't get us into trouble. Exactly. <laughs> don't want to kill the whole universe. It's not for us. I understand. But I understand that it's also. They will watch it because they want to see the sparkly vampire. Yeah, I get It's fine. Yeah. Right. I understand that it's not. As a 48-year-old man, I'm not on team anybody. I don't care about them. It's fine. But, yeah, I like the idea of of a a bunch of tough guys who are like, listen, you don't want to do a job that needs to get done because you're being... How else does the doctor handle things that the Time Lords don't want to deal with? I see what you're saying. Someone has to get their hands dirty sometimes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you have someone who is a very highly moral person. Who sometimes has to go? All right, let's do what needs to be done. Now, meanwhile, you've got these guys who are at best amoral, like Juggler's Juggler, right? um, Who's in it for Juggler's Juggler? Mm -hmm. Um, It was just like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll yeah, I'll do some stuff. And and tweens are beginning to distinguish um, uh, those shades of gray, right? um, uh, Which makes this whole thing uh, kind of attractive. And actually, I I give uh, Subaraya some props because there there is not a a strong motivating factor from a toy perspective. (laughs) No, right, right, to go after. Uh, you know, uh, you an 11 or 12 year old uh, kid because 
in, in this day and age. Uh, could you believe it? When when I was a kid, that was 11, 12 yeah. years old. I yeah. was playing with these Ultraman toys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, such is not the case anymore, no. guys. No, they're already past um, it. Uh, they're past it. And, yeah. um, and so... Um, you you have to feel for Bondi and and Subaraya, uh for having to 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 put that toy in the show right. and show it off and say hey you know this, this thing is going to become available uh, in approximately three hours. Did you know that, guys? <laughs> no, Did I didn't you know, know that it was available. Let me explain something later. to you guys here. Uh, we're we're breaking it right this here ahead. on the podcast. <laughs> Um, uh, the the stunning um, uh, clockwork system that they have in Japan right. is that Ultraman, uh, the the latest Ultraman, airs uh, on uh, at roughly at ten thirty a.m. on Saturday morning. Okay, so it's um, uh, it's shopping time for the Japanese family culture. Um, it's shopping time at about just after lunch. So okay. you have lunch and you go well, shopping. You're hungry. The, 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 <laughs> the toys from that episode are on, are the, on the shelves. Wow! On the shelves, they are they are they shipped Saturday morning. Well enough. And they are I wish we had shelves. a bell. <laughs> <laughs> that is absolutely That's, fantastic. It, it is essentially a catalog <laughs> wow. that the child so looks much. through. Wow! And it's not just Ultraman; it's it's Common Rider. Yeah, yeah, um, it's all and, of these and so forth. It's it's a, a two or three shows in a row. There's one for uh, young girls that's always sure. on, oh, sandwiched wow. in between the two. Uh, uh, action shows and um, and at, at 1 p.m. those toys are on the shelves wow. and it looks, seven days later, boom, they're there. So wow. th- th- it, it works with pinpoint uh, uh, timing. That is um, insane. And, um, and it, it is a, a, a cash machine. Oh, I'm the, sure it the is. revenues yeah, are, sure are is. significant for this this content. Ultraman uh, generates 50 million dollars uh, U.S. a year in in Japan. And it is not the biggest uh, of those franchises. There's Common the Rider. That's bigger than Ultraman. It's bigger than Ultraman. Really? Wow. Yeah, I, didn't yeah, I, I was kind of surprised, too. Common yeah. um, uh, Rider and uh, and Gundam is the, the biggest well, yeah. of all to okay. this day. Gundam is, a, Gundam is a juggernaut of marketing. I had, I had a few dozen. Uh, <laughs> Gund- well, they came out with that series MS in Pocket. And yes. They were about 20 bucks or 15 bucks. Stood about this tall. They came with foot lockers full of mm-hmm. weapons. Mm-hmm. They were hyper posable. Okay, sure. sure. We used, my friends and I used to have a slogan called "MS in pocket equals no money in wallet." And <laughs> <laughs> so we used to go to a store in uh, Clifton called Outer Limits. Uh, and you got know, another MS in pocket? Sure, fine. <laughs> no, well, yeah, more stuff came out. Oh, you say there's a new Godzilla bootleg? Sure, I'll go over there. And it was impossible to walk out of there and not spend $100. Oh, my gosh. And the guys <laughs> that ran it, two brothers, mm-hmm. would go to Japan four times a year and just bring Bye. it all back. Yeah. Vintage stuff. They had a case that had bull marks like yours, just a wall of them. Wow. And That's it, awesome. It was, well, there's it was a place on Duncan. Second Avenue in the city. There's two different yes, places. Yes, Toy Tokyo. Toy Tokyo. And I know it well. Uh, <laughs> been there, and I was, walked in and went, 
Oh yeah, I gotta leave here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because if I spend a dime, I'm gonna spend a thousand dollars. And you're the noob. I'm the yeah. noob, but I still wanted to buy everything. That's the that's the danger. Because when you're the noob, you don't have anything. Yeah, exactly. So you're like, okay, I can get all this. I can get all exactly. That's the problem. You're like. Well, obviously, I need one of all of this. <laughs> and then the store that you just commented on is in Manhattan on Broadway. Outer Limits? Forbidden Planet. Forbidden, Forbidden Planet. Planet. Forbidden right. Planet. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Yes, I've been that to Forbidden is, Planet. And that has everything you could ever oh, want yeah. in it. Tons of stuff. Yeah, now, it's not heaven. all Tokyo, no. but it has yeah. everything. No, Outer Limits there and say, Yeah, if I spend a dime, it's going to be $1,000. Outer Limits had unbelievable... Amounts of stuff, just great. They would bring back, like from the littlest tiny candy toys, sure, sure. to six foot tall resin mm-hmm. monsters, and you're just like, whoa! Wh- how? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they had it like when they would get new stuff, they packed them like they did in Japan. They put pegs out, mm-hmm. and they were all just loose figures hanging on pegs. And there was a store in Edgewater, New Jersey, mm-hmm. years before that, called Pony Go Round. And it was an all-Japanese toy store. Yep. Like a Toys R Us-sized toy store. Yes. Oh, God. And I, uh, God, I can I'm, imagine you walking in there. No, I missed it. I never went. Oh. It was gone. By the time I found out, it was gone. Here's a, Alas. a, 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 a weird uh, coincidence. Um, I used to go to um, a, a comic book shop. Um, uh, across the street from Washington Intermediate School in Honolulu, Hawaii. Okay. And and there was this dude who was a couple of years older than me named Barry. Okay. Um, and Barry loved Ultraman, and, and uh, he had more money than I did. Well, of course. <laughs> well, you were in elementary Seventh grade. I wasn't was shaking down anybody at this point. He, he loved those loose Ultraman yeah. uh, 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 figures. And um, and um, and and Barry was interesting because he, he smoked pot. Ah. <laughs> Barry. Um, Barry's last name was Obama. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. It's, it's absolutely true. Um, <laughs> Barack Obama lived in, went to school down the road from Washington Intermediate School. He oh, was that's crazy. That, um, this that's is 75. crazy. Yeah, that's, yeah. Wow. That's absolutely and, nice. And if you look up uh, uh, Obama Ultraman, um, there's a, there is a Photograph of him uh, um, uh, touching those loose figures. All right, that's it. That's our next guest. I think it should be your next guest. We have to try. I think you should grill him. Can't hurt. Like, listen, (laughs) Mr. President, (laughs) this is not. We don't want to talk about policy. He's he's a Star Trek nerd, and he he loves his old dude. Come on. I thought Will Smith was like, (laughs) like to try to get the pinnacle. Now we know Obama's the pinnacle. Now you know what to do. Yeah, come on. All right. Hey, do you remember Jeff? But yeah, I, I also had a guy named Gene, who I'm still in touch with, um, who worked at a comic book shop, and he like was he's also into uh, you know your average mainstream superhero guys and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but they always made sure they carried tons and tons of Japanese stuff, and I was just like, sure. It's like there's so many monsters. How do you? <laughs> and he's like, oh yeah, they've been doing this show since. 60, since the 60s. Like, it's pretty much omnipresent. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> My wallet. 
Uh, and you couldn't get it. You could That's not the buy it. I understand. It was, it was always, always difficult. Yeah. Guys, a, a question about um, uh, the, the uh, uh, designs of the Ultraman characters. Well, you know what that means, kids. Two-parter. So if you want to hear the answer to that question, and even more, you're going to need to tune into part two of our interview with Jeff Gomez. Available now in your pod reader. Hello, Science Patrol fans. This awesome episode is brought to you by Casey Kittle at CaseyKittle.com. I happen to do all of the audio post-production for the Science Patrol. How it works is Rich and Pat send me their raw files, and I do all the editing, make it sound pretty, and turn it into a single file they could post to whatever podcast service they want. A little inspiration? This ad was recorded on my iPhone sitting in my spare bedroom. If you would like me to advise you on making a professional podcast using your phone or handheld device, contact me at caseykittle.com. That's C-A-S-E-Y-K-I-T-T-E-L.com. You don't need more equipment. Get started on your podcast today. 